it is. That's right. It's time for the Tardy Tardis podcast, the only Doctor Who podcast on the net that fights endlessly for the rights of Oodkind across the galaxy. I am your host, Mark Turcotte. And joining me as always, my kindergarten classmate, Mr. Chris Maselli. Chris, what's up, dude? I love it. What's up, man? So um, as we're going down this Doctor Who rabbit hole, I'm sure you have come across because we, we watch a lot of shows and, yep. you know, watch a lot of movies. I'm sure you've uh, noticed some people that have been in Doctor Who that are in like other shows and yes, things like especially that. Especially now. Yep. Ju- especially now. Just last week. It happened th- for three different people. Really? Uh, three different characters. Yeah. So my wife and I right now, like the show that we are watching like together whenever we can have time at the end of the night when we put the kids <laughs> to sleep is uh, Six Feet Under. I told you that we're watching Six Feet Under. So we just finished the third season and there's this character. She's like a, a young girl. Her name is Claire. And she was just it was just one of those seasons where she had like a, a she was great in the season. And I don't really like know of like you don't look at her and say like, oh, she's in like this movie or that television show. So I just looked her up and she was in a a full season of Torchwood. Ah, okay. there's one. Um, She's also in the and this is completely separate, but she's in that new and we didn't watch this. I have it anyway. That M. Night Shyamalan uh, show show with the little like doll or baby thing. Yes. She's like the mother in that show. Okay. So, um, so, and then the other one is, and I've told you about this. I don't think you've watched it yet on Netflix. There's a, uh, it's like an hour long, like, I guess it's, it's, it's a reality show. It's called the push. Remember telling you about this? Mm, not really. And no. it's this guy who he's very big in the UK. So the UK listeners might know who I'm talking about. His name is Darren Brown. He's like a mentalist and he does this, he does this experiment to see if, by the end of the experiment, he can get some regular guy to push another human being off the top of a building. Oh, yes. I do remember this. Now that concept, right. I do remember you yes. saying that. Yep. So I've shown this to like the groups that I run in my regular job because there's so many like really like life lessons you can learn in this thing. And the, the whole, I'm not going to get into too much detail, but the thing about it is like they're throwing this uh, auction to raise money for a not-for-profit. So to make it look realistic, they they made a video with all of these uh, legit actors to say like, oh, you know, we really have to raise a lot of money. One of the actors is David Tennant. Nice. So he's in the video. And then part of the whole plot, and I just re- – I've shown this thing maybe five or six times. Part of – one of the guys involved in the whole scheme, I saw him. I'm like, he looks just like the teacher – in the school reunion one, not, <laughs> not the principal, the, yeah. the teacher. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Damn it. It's him. Is it really? It is, it is him, man. Wow. Yes. And I, and I just got to think. He's the one like, that like turns into the, the creature, right? With the wings and kind of like hides he, behind the desk and then suddenly yes. pops up and it's him. Yep. I got it you. is him. So I'm like, Oh my, like if I was in that show, I would have been like, dude, you're in doctor who, like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> You would have knew right away who he is. Oh, yeah. It would have been blown. Awesome. But if you haven't seen The Push, you got to see that. Go man. check it out on it's Netflix. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's Awesome. Crazy. Well, what's up, everybody? Yeah. Thank you here for tuning into the show. If this is your first time here, welcome. We're, we're glad to have you guys tuning in here to the Tardy Tardis. If you're not familiar with what the show is, Chris and I have never watched Doctor Who and just on a whim said we want to start watching some show from start to finish 
out there, and we figured Doctor Who is probably the best one to pick Gotta because be. this show is just absolutely wild and crazy. And uh, so far, we've become huge fans of the show just from what we've seen up to this point. So glad you're here on the journey with us. Hope you stick around. Hopefully, you tell your friends. And today, we're talking about the impossible planet. Now, we're going to start the show like we do normally, where we kind of talk about just the rankings of this episode uh, up to this point. So, Chris, I'm going to throw it to you. In terms of the David Tennant, Tennant's, or Tennant, of, I don't even know. I don't even know what's the word I'm looking for here. Yeah. Him, him being the doctor, how are you feeling about The Impossible Planet? Well, when we normally do these, you know, sequel episodes, uh, or there hasn't been a trilogy episode, uh, you know, storyline yet, has there? I don't I think, don't think so. No, I don't think so. I don't so. believe there has. So, yeah, like these, these uh, storylines that take up multiple episodes, we typically wait until the second one, which we have not watched yet. Nope. Um, to really give a honest uh, ranking, but I will tell you, man, if the second part of this, it like is anywhere near this one, this is the best. These, yeah. these will be the best episodes that I've that I've seen probably up to this point, including season one. Wow! I, I this this really has me like hooked, man. I love this stuff. And well, there, there's a lot of roots, like in this episode. Like you almost feel at some point like you're watching an episode of or not episode of the movie Alien. You know, kind of having almost like the space marine type feeling. You're out there in the sci-fi setting, and then you have what is probably the the craziest alien race I think we've seen to this point. I mean, the Ood are just wild. And, and your first introduction to them, you think like, oh, God, like what is happening? Like they're coming at them. Yeah. You think they're trying to eat them. And then yeah. then you kind of, you know, chill out with them as the episode starts going on. But you know there's something not right. And then suddenly when their eyes turn red and they become just these, you know, evil creatures, it just right. completely throws you for a loop. What do you think of the Ood, I guess, just as a... I guess their their design. Like, well, what is the first thing you thought of when you when you looked at the Ood? Honestly, <laughs> give me the honest answer because we're probably on the same wavelength here. Well, for me, because we're Marvel guys, uh, the cat from Captain Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was the cat's name from Captain Marvel? I forget his name, I but yeah, he did. Uh... <laughs> yeah, at the end of the movie, right? When he kind of the stuff. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um, why are you on what do you, what do you I don't do? know I'm thinking something that just is probably very disgusting and gross I don't even know <laughs> like just being kind of in the medical profession and think of like human anatomy huh. like there's just some oh, some like nastiness going on with his face yeah. and there's some things hanging out of these things that is just <laughs> terrible like you look so at them what? they're just disgusting so, so like uh octomom maybe like yeah if, if you know what I'm talking totally. about totally that's exactly what I'm thinking <laughs> A little vagine going on here with some noodles hanging out. What's happening? Like, I don't know what is happening oh with the Ood. God. It just completely <laughs> threw me off. Uh, I think that's why they're called the Ood, because when you look at them, you just go, ooh. Ood. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, I really think they're the, the craziest alien race we've seen yeah, up to yeah. this point. I don't really know what could possibly top them. And then layer in the fact that when they talk, they're very – formal almost when they yeah, talk yeah, you know yeah. and, and it's coming from this little ball that they're they're holding and then we get glimpses of just their uh i i don't know i mean not that not i see it's the thing i don't really think they as a race are evil i think what is 
projecting itself into them is making them say things like the beast is coming. And in the end, they are just a slave race. And yeah. we, we see them more as the slave race to the humans. But then ultimately, I think they're the slave race to Satan or the demon or whatever it is that's in the ground. Well, yeah, and we haven't really yeah. seen it yet. And so that <laughs> just is what corrupts them and makes them bad. Right, right, right. But, <clears throat> well... Well, why don't you read the summary? So we okay, can that's right. Let me read the summary. I'm already, yeah, I'm already jumping ahead here. Yeah. So here's the plot for The Impossible Planet. The TARDIS arrives aboard a sanctuary base used for deep space expeditions. The 10th Doctor and Rose explore the area, discovering strange alien writing that the TARDIS is unable to translate, meaning that it is impossibly old. They are confronted by the Ood, a docile race of empathetic slaves who work on the station. After a misunderstanding with the Ood, the Doctor and Rose meet the crew of the base. Zach, Ida, Jefferson, Danny, Scooty, and Toby. The crew are on an expedition on the mysterious planet Croptor, impossibly in orbit around a black hole. Captain Zach explains that a gravity funnel exists around the planet, allowing them to safely enter or leave the vicinity of the black hole. The source of the funnel is an immense energy force 10 times, or I'm sorry, 10 miles within the planet, which they are drilling towards to understand its power. As the Doctor and Rose are acquainting themselves with the crew, the base is struck by a quake that causes the section of the base containing the TARDIS to fall into the planet. Rose and the Doctor resign themselves to being trapped and being, or begin helping out the crew. As the drill nears its target, a malevolent presence begins to make itself known, and the Ood's translation spheres reveal messages about the beast awakening while Toby is unknowingly possessed by the beast. The possessed Toby kills Scooty when she discovers him surviving outside the base without any protective gear. And when the drilling is complete, the doctor offers to go with Ida into the bowels of the planet. After traveling down the drill shaft, the doctor and Ida find a large circular disc inscribed with more undecipherable markings. The doctor believes it to be a door and they watch as it opens. Suddenly, the, possess, the beast repossesses Toby before transferring into all the Ood as they refer to themselves as the Legion of the Beast. With Rose and the remaining crew alerted that the planet is now falling towards the black hole, the Ood begin to close in on them whilst the voice of the beast declares that it is free. Mm. There you go. And I have to admit something. Um, while doing some you know, research and stuff for this episode, mm -hmm. I didn't intend to, but I think I've seen the image of what the devil or satan looks like in oh the next really episode. okay uh pretty sure that it's uh, i haven't seen any you know uh, video it, or anything like that is it what we see on the little screen that at one point that shows up behind is it zach or toby or i think it's zach is that the um like behind he's doing something on a computer and behind him you right. quickly see like a satan i didn't see like it. a demon or a devil real quick and it says something and he turns around and looks and then it quickly goes back to just showing like the planet i don't you think didn't I catch that, that in the show I don't think I got that. Yeah, oh, I remember, it says I mean, something. Just, it like says something like rah, 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 oh. and he like quickly turns around and looks at it, and then it's just like right back to the image. Well, I mean, before. it 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 reminded me of uh, the Tim Curry from Legion okay. type of devil, uh, devil type of guy. Looks awesome if that's what it is, which I do think that that's what it is. Yeah, I think so. Which doesn't really ruin anything for me. I don't. I mean, you know, I didn't see any video or anything, but um, yeah, man. So. You had mentioned uh, Alien, and yeah, did, did you ever see Event Horizon? Oh yeah, that's well, what what's I. What's his name? Who's the him? actor that's in that? Sam Sam Neil. Sam Neil. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He went. He went from killing uh, dinosaurs to <laughs> being possessed in yep. an alien spaceship. The, I got a lot of uh, Event Horizon 
vibes from this mm. episode. And I think it was once like Toby was possessed and had all those markings on his face because Sam Neill was very similar to that. I think he had a lot of cuts and stuff on his face in, in Event Horizon. But um, yeah, I don't know where you want to begin with this one, man, because there's there's a lot to go over. There's a lot. So, Real quick, I do want to go just to the very, very beginning um, and it's it's not a major plot point really of this episode, but it just kind of struck me kind of in the beginning how the TARDIS at this point, like they're, they, it seems like the doctor a lot of times kind of wants to go, or at least lately this, do, you know, I say this doctor, I mean, it is the same doctor, but he, he seems to want to go to a certain time and place. And even though they always miss the mark here, they just have no clue where they're going. Yeah. And they I just go somewhere. Out what, I know. I, and, I, I and like they're almost getting out. ready to leave. They make some comment about like, you know, oh, well, maybe we should just get out of here. And then it's like, no, let's just go check it out. Right. Like, And they, they do that. <laughs> How many times do they land somewhere and they're like dying laughing? Remember we, we mentioned that before. <laughs> yeah. Like there, there's one episode with Tenet where it, it starts on them and they, they've almost like crash landed and they're lying on the floor of the TARDIS just like laughing their ass off. <laughs> And here, like, they get out, and he mentioned something like the TARDIS has, like, it seems like it has indigestion or something like mm -hmm. that. And then Rose makes a comment, like, we could always get back in and go somewhere else. And then they just start laughing. And at first, I'm like, I don't get that. But on the other end, it's like what you're saying. It's like, well, where if we go somewhere else, we're just doing the same thing that we're doing right now. We're just going somewhere where we don't know. Right. We're going to end up in a place we don't know where we are anyway. So we could just do this all day. We have to land and go somewhere sometime. Why right. not just go see where we're at? So, and, and what kind of, I mean, you mentioned how, because he says literally that the TARDIS might have indigestion and that it's sick. Immediately after that, they see the writing on the wall and the TARDIS can't translate it. Right. I, like at that point, I think I would have been like, like he says, oh, it's impossibly old or it's old. I would have been concerned that the TARDIS is sick. Like, if you're thinking the TARDIS has indigestion yeah. and suddenly now it's not working for you, like, maybe that's the problem and not necessarily that this is some language that was old. But, I mean, I guess the doctor kind of just knowing everything that he knows, e even though maybe he can't read every language looking at it, un unless the TARDIS helps him, he can at least see this language and recognize this is before the TARDIS's time. So we're now seeing some limitation to the TARDIS. We've never seen that really before, right, with anything like this, have we? I don't think but so. Not but being that, able to read some language think, out there. Do you think it's limited because the language is so old, or I because think so. the TARDIS, or because the TARDIS is sick? Because we don't know what like the, the TARDIS is just the form that the Doctor gave it, isn't right. it? Like yeah. it's just like he he gave it that form, so it would Box. not like really stand out um, in in England. Right. So uh, we don't know what like the true form of the TARDIS is, and it is alive because you know they had that whole episode where it was. I mean, the TARDIS seems to be kind of dying a lot this season. Yeah, and when 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 he had just that little bit of life in it, and he gave it some of his own, like ten percent of his own life and right. stuff like that. So um, <clears throat> it's an interesting question on if it couldn't decipher it because it's just so old or because the TARDIS genuinely is sick. And if it's the jet, if the TARDIS is sick, can it not form to its full capacities? Yeah. I just, I think here, I think we're all signs point, especially who we think is in the pit being Satan. I mean, there's all signs point to that. So yeah. old that's going back to literally like the begin beginning times, you know, I mean, we're talking Bible, biblical type things here. I would think that the TARDIS just doesn't have knowledge of that, which what then what else doesn't the TARDIS know? 
You know, I mean, I would, I yeah. thought the TARDIS just would have all the knowledge of the universe and that the, therefore then the doctor would as well, especially right. being a time Lord that he can go, he could go back to those beginning times and see Adam and Eve and see the beasts originally you would think, yeah. but maybe not. Or maybe that's just maybe a taboo not. thing. Maybe that's something you don't want to do. You don't do that maybe because not. then you yeah. really could throw off everything else in that uh, reality. I don't know. That's true. Crazy, crazy, yeah. crazy. What do you think um, of um, just, I guess, the crew here that they kind of assemble? I mean, we have uh, Zachary Cross Flane. I love that name. Scootim, Scootimanista. <laughs> I love that's a great name. Man. I, that's, I, those are the two names I wrote down. Zachary Cross Flane and Scootimanista. Scootimanista. And then uh, Ida Scott, John Jefferson, and Toby Zed. Toby. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like your classic lost in space type of crew right yeah <laughs> um yeah i thought they were cool and and the i think like jumping back real quick to the the pre uh title screen with the ood and and they come out and they're like we what do they say we must we must feed, feed. we must feed and then they're closing in on the doctor and rose i think they do a really good job in this show of giving like scenarios where you you don't know how he's gonna get out of it. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I, even though you knew, like, you know, it's coming. It's that that's not a cliffhanger in terms of like, oh, and, and then we'll find out what happens next week. It's like right after the title screen. Like, I was waiting for that title screen to finish. It's like, how what's gonna happen? Like, they are completely blocked in. They have no idea where they are. He's got a sonic screwdriver, and that's about it. And we still don't know the full capabilities of that thing. Right. Um, but. The, the last time this happened, I always go back to the Cybermen when it was like title scream over, bam, like just zapped them all. That was still <laughs> one of my favorite scenes so far. I was waiting for something like that to happen. And it was a complete 180. It was completely different than that. Yep. It was just like he he shakes the little ball thing and yeah, it's like, it we, must feed, we must feed. Yeah, we you. must feed you if you are yeah, hungry. So it's like, oh. <laughs> That's creative. Good job, Doctor Who. Still, I don't still know, don't man. trust I these things though, because we don't know at that point what yeah. they are because they're just terrible yeah. looking. But hey, Rose had a chair, so Rose was holding the chair up. So if needed, if the sonic screwdriver didn't work, Rose okay. had that chair ready to go and take out the ood. Turns out, grab a chair. Just grab that chair. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, this is just a. I I love the fact that they're in. Just what I mean, obviously, the title of the episode is The Impossible Planet, but they're in a situation that the doctor himself looks at as impossible. Like, the doctor always can usually see things. He gets a big smile on his face, like, oh, I know. Like, he always knows, like, the last episode we talked about, like, he, he recognizes alien races. He can recognize all those things. Here, in this case, everything just seems impossible. Like, he doesn't really quite understand when they start talking through everything that's happening that. You know, there's a power source with an inverted self-extrapolating reflex force of six to the power of six every six seconds. <laughs> he gets it, but he's yeah, just like, right. that's still how? Like, it's impossible. This shouldn't be, you know? Well, and they and they do a really good job of, in the few minutes before that, um, almost, you know, really making you feel like, like we always do, like the doctor will be able to figure everything out. And especially with Rose, Rose was a little bit cocky in the beginning of this. Totally, episode. yeah. And even not not that the doctor was cocky, but and he has every right to be. But um, they when they when they discover him, like, or when they discover more humans are on this, sh- uh, you know, this this what is it called? Not a spaceship, but a 
I don't know, wherever there's the mining station, I guess, or whatever. Yeah, the station, the state. Yeah. Um, they said they said something like, "Oh, you really don't know where you are," and he's like, "No idea." It's more fun that way. <laughs> yeah. So even he is like, "I don't know where I am," and I'm fine with that. And Rose, it's kind of rubbing off on Rose, and then because of that, because they set you up to be like, you know, we have no idea where we are. Um, then when it turns to where they realize like where they are, and this is like, this is really, really bad. His acting man, is right. His demeanor changes completely. Unbelievable. Yep. Unbelievable. He is so good. When they first see the black hole, um, his, his, the look and expression on his face, that was just like, okay, you know, you're in a lot of trouble right here. Mm-hmm. It's excellent. I mean, even looking, I'm looking, watching it right now. Rose just even kind of looks at the doctor, and you could tell she's even she now. The yeah. fear is kind of settling in because of that fear rubs off from the doctor. The fact that he is scared, not knowing what is going on, is never, never a good sign for Rose. That's what she knows. Like stuff is yep. definitely uh, about to hit the fan. I mean, I want to. We got to go back to the Ood, man. Like, what do we think about just the fact that we now have the idea of a slave race in the show? I don't know. Like, that's something that, I mean, obviously something like that's going to be there and we find out that, like, everybody has one and it just seems to be just this, I don't know. Like, I don't even know really if there is anything to really talk about there, but just that in this in this far-flung future, knowing our our history with slavery, obviously, here in our time, that that in the future, humans would do something similar to another race, you know, that you would think that they would maybe have learned their lesson. And maybe this is, I don't know. I mean, is there anything to comment on that? I don't even, I don't, I don't know. really it, know where to go with it. But. Because well, and, and who's saying it? Uh, it's not Toby. It's not Zach. I'm trying to look at the, the crew. Yeah, it's the other guy. He, he just says, he's like, Oh, everybody has one. Is it Ida? Is it Ida? No, it's not. Ida. That's a female. It's not Toby. I don't know. Yeah. He, he basically just says like, um, this is what they're 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 bred for, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is, and this is you know these are different races. They're not human, um, and because because Rose was ready to like throw down, she was like, <laughs> "Yeah, you guys got slaves on there. Like, you want to explain that?" And he's like, and and even he's like, if they don't serve you, they just wither away and die. Right. Yeah. So that's their purpose. Even though that's their purpose, it's still a little just like still kind of messed up. Wrong. It's still wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and someone says, uh, who, I think it was uh, Scooty who said something about, do we have a Ood? Well, she, she said, do we have a Ood uh, supporter or something like that? And Rose is like, oh, I might be. If you're like basically like if right, you're treating yeah. them wrong so there I, are I people be. there. So there are humans, and that's right. I forgot about that. So there are humans out there who do look at the way they treat the Ood as bad. Right, right. But the way that the Ood are, like they say, if they just wither away and die, uh, which side do you want to be on? Do you want them to wither away and die? Or do you (laughs) want them to do what they supposedly were bred for uh, and to to serve man? I don't know. It's just, I guess there's no right answer in that entire situation. No, nope. It's messed up. But I love like the first slip of the one ood, and when Rose kind of realized, because obviously Rose still feels uncomfortable about the ood, but then when she goes to get her food, and the one, what yeah. does the ood say? It just says something about like the mark of the beast or something like that, and she's just like, uh, what? Like it'll rise up and 
you know, take on the God or something. It says something to the, that effect yeah. of basically the devil's coming back and is going to go after God. It's more or less what, <laughs> what the thing says. And she's just like, eh, and he shakes a little, his little cylinder and is like, yeah. Oh, do you want, do you want sauce? <laughs> <laughs> Love that. So, um, what do you think of here we have now the TARDIS? Because we, we see there's these strange earthquakes that keep happening here on the station. Right. We lose the TARDIS. Now, I was a little bit shocked that, I mean, the, the doctor doesn't really realize that we've lost the TARDIS until he kind of realizes that those corridors with all those doors, which, by the way, there's a bazillion doors on the station, which I thought was just crazy. Um, yeah. But he doesn't realize until they kind of say what section it is that he lost it. I thought they would have had that connection with the TARDIS and would have realized that the TARDIS fell uh, you know what i mean like I, I always thought like they would always be tied to it but that could be an example of the tardis being sick yeah right? and having problems yeah, that their yeah. connection to the tardis in itself has just been somewhat decimated you know they're, okay. they're diminished um i don't know i just if thought he, that was kind of weird yeah i mean maybe he would have been a little bit more cautious if if that's the case if, if he knew that you know the the tardis is sick and he's connected to it one way or another maybe I don't know, but how do you move that thing? You can't just, you know. No, yeah, I don't know. Pick it up. I mean, you're kind of screwed no matter what. But you're right. Maybe like as soon as it did, uh, you know, come crashing down into wherever it went, because we don't know right now where it is, and that that's like the overriding thing that I kind of not that I forgot about it, but by the end, So like he's running down the hallway and I thought that was a great uh, moment when he gets to that door and he like looks out again, like awesome, awesome acting by him. And that scene was like reminiscent for me for our, uh, like Charlie with like not Penny's boat, like for <laughs> in, in Lost. Yeah, it was so it was so like powerful. And uh, even <laughs> even when he had <laughs> the Lost reference, I love that. Yeah, well, so like even with like when Rose looked down and it's just like. And then they have like the wide angle shot to really drill home that it's not just like on the side of a cliff somewhere. The sucker's gone. Man. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, in like, the it ground and this is like yeah. giant planet asteroid thing. Oh, my God. Did you catch his diss to Rose kind of in that moment? When they're when he, he's talking, I think it's Zach and he's saying like, we got to go down there. And he's like, we can't divert the drills. He's like, no, you have to. That's all that I have. Oh, I had, yeah, man. And I'm like. What about Rose? She's standing there right next to you. You just completely <laughs> dissed on Rose. Like, um, yeah, it's all he has. Like, he just... And he goes, literally, all that I have. It's crazy. First of all, you have a sonic screwdriver, which is a screwdriver, which is pretty cool. So you do have that. But, <laughs> yeah, come um, on, buddy. Come on, don't slight the screwdriver. Um, but yeah, I did pick up on that. Like, wow, man. And think about it. He. That we've talked about how he is with you know with like romance and things like that like mm -hmm. he doesn't get involved with people for a reason so yeah like the, the feelings that rose has for him which we will talk about well a little bit later when it, um he doesn't have those those he doesn't reciprocate those feelings because of reasons and we understand why 
So maybe it really is all he has. Real, think about it. What else does he totally, honestly yeah. have? Yeah, it's true. That's why he doesn't fall in love true. with anybody because he loses them all the time. And even if exactly, it wasn't just yeah. losing them to them dying, I mean, we haven't watched the old series, but from what we hear, some of them die in the past. These companions, they would die of old age anyways. Like he would outlive them in the end. That that's like the fault of time travel and all of that right. is or being immortal is that everyone around you dies. It's like almost more of a curse than it is a blessing yes. on anyone. And yeah, yeah. he's essentially cursed in that aspect. Um, but yeah. just, you know just... what? I, I didn't, I didn't see, I even wrote it down in my notes that there's a hologram that shows a Tim Curry version of the devil from legend. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and that, now that I wrote it down, I kind of vaguely remember it. Yeah. But, it's yeah. in there. It's briefly, it's quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. but, uh, let, let me, let's talk about their relationship a little bit because once they lose the TARDIS and they realize they're kind of stuck here on the station, they start talking kind of jokingly about, you know, what would have to happen. Like they would need to settle yeah. down and get a place and pay some bills. And like, there's I gotta a little a, I gotta bit get a house, a proper house. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a little bit of, uh, you know, I think flirting and, and yeah. kind of, you know, read between the lines that like they may want to settle down together potentially. Well, I think it was one sided really. I think Rose kind of floated the idea of, maybe sharing a mortgage and he was just like can you imagine me with a mortgage like i don't know i, I don't i don't ever really feel like he uh shares the same feelings i mean i hmm. not that he doesn't share the same feeling he does but i don't think he will ever act on them uh because he's been through this probably ten thousand times before like he knows how it, it's going to end so yeah and, and her on her side of it she would love that she would love to if they were to settle down, like she doesn't want to stop doing these right you know, the traveling to the and all far that. reaches to the space and stuff like that, because she's with him. Um, if he were to ever say, like, I'm done doing this, I think she would be like, fine, let's go, you know, get a place somewhere in England somewhere. <laughs> but I don't think uh, I don't think he shares that. Yeah, that same like, I guess, kind of dream with her. But it I was mean, odd. It was like. Even when we see him getting in the spacesuit, getting ready to go down to the pit, I mean, she gives yeah. him that kiss, yeah, yeah, you know, on the, yeah, on the face shield or whatever it is. Yeah. Oh, there's feelings there. I'm not trying to say yeah. that he doesn't have feelings for her, but, um, and maybe that's all gonna lead up to something where he does maybe admit something to her, but who knows? Hmm. But he does say something in that scene when they're at the table, um, about about tart. Tardises, Tardi, Tardi. We've done. We've said this. Really? Before. What's he say? I don't. I don't remember. Because she says, "Why can't you just build another one?" And he says, "Tardises are grown, not built." Hmm. That's right. What does that what mean? Does that mean, like, as soon as he said that, I'm just picturing like Tardis trees. <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe they grow inside like... the face of Bo. <laughs> Face of Bo is pregnant with a baby TARDIS. <laughs> a hey. TARDIS. <laughs> but uh huh. yeah, man. What what's that all about? I don't know. I'm I mean, just I, I I it goes back to us not knowing what like the true uh look of a TARDIS is. You know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, they gotta be tied to the Time Lords somehow because the TARDIS itself is a vessel that allows you to go through time. And somehow the Time Lords themselves, or somehow Time Lords are raising these things. I don't know to how. Are they yeah. 
growing them in something. But then in the same sense, you can have someone like Rose who is not a Time Lord that can be connected to the TARDIS, kind of like the Doctor is. You know what I mean? It can still get into her head and she still can have a connection where she can read some other languages and things like that, right? So there's got to be another level to that that the Time Lords can somehow be connected to it. I, I don't know. Right. Mm. The plot thickens with the TARDIS. Gotta see it. But And then at the end of that scene, you know, she, knowing that it's not going to work, just takes that phone out and it doesn't work. But then it does ring. Yes. And it's the voice. Well, and then before that entire scene is where we see when Toby gets pos- fully possessed. Like he's been haunted by this, you know, if you build it, they will come voice um, for most of the episode, which is creepy as hell. Totally. Um, and then he finally gets like fully possessed and he has all of those writings all over his body. Uh, eyes are like bloodshot red. So when um, Rose answers the phone, it's just that devil voice saying he is awake and she just throws the phone and, I did, and then it just picks up from there. Dude. Because up, up until here, this episode was really good. A lot of stuff going on. But once like the TARDIS like uh, goes missing, he can't really do much, the Doctor. He doesn't right? really yeah. do too much. He's kind of just observing. And we've said this about him before that even in the last episode, he kind of just stood back and observed. Um, but after once Rose answers that phone, like, yeah, then, then there's almost like two parts to this episode. Right. Cause once Toby is possessed, off. dude, the scene of Toby and Scooty, like that scene mm-hmm. when she hears that the door is open, that the lock has been released and she's like, well, who's out there? And I can't tell her. And then she looks out the window and sees him. And then he turns around and is telling her, is he telling her to like, come out? And she's like, I can't do that. And you shouldn't be able yeah. to do that. And then when he breaks the glass, yeah, that's a badass scene. Like that's yeah, one man. of the more badass scenes we've seen up to this point. Um, yeah. I love that scene. Like it's he, crazy. And then, and then of course, you know, then that leads into them trying to figure out what's happening because there is suddenly this just shake on the station. Everybody's trying to figure out what it is. We as the audience know that technically Scooty probably got sucked out that vacuum and then it leads to the scene of her just, you know, the doctor realize he knows where she is. Yeah. He keeps saying, oh, yeah, no, yeah. we got we got her biochip. We know she's over in, what, area three or whatever they're saying. Like and then. 51. Habitat, yeah. <laughs> no. And then he knows. And, uh, and yeah. he just looks up and he's like, there she is. And he just says, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. And then the, and the, the old military in. man, Jefferson, kind of recites that poem. He says it all like kind of somber. The and how can man die better yeah. than facing fearful odds for the ashes yeah, right. of his father and the temples of his gods? What about the music in this episode, man? Like just the the like violin parts and stuff like that. It wasn't like crazy, you know, futuristic sci-fi type of music. Like Mm-mm. when uh, Toby was outside, that scene that you're talking about, it wasn't like just like drama music. It was just like a real like almost like beautiful violin like type of music, which is weird, weird for the scene yeah. for the setting of the episode, but it worked, man. It worked. Well, I think so when well. you, when you have the villain potentially be like the devil and you're, you're ultimately this, sto- this story, I mean, we haven't seen the second half, so I don't really know where it ends up going, but it it's drawing on religion, drawing on Christianity. Like you have to at least somewhat honor that to some extent. And I think that kind of does that by making yeah. it, somewhat beautiful and not saying that the devil is beautiful in any way but it's just no, like but you have to a, 
there's an air to it. You know, he, right, this isn't exactly. like just a, you know, random werewolf somewhere. This is like, yep. this is the devil that they're potentially unearthing here, which we didn't even talk about the fact that they chose to come to this station to find what was underneath there. There was this gravity cone or whatever it was that they were able to get themselves there. Then they're stuck on the planet. And the reason they're really there, they say, oh, we're going to take this power and use it. And the doctor immediately, what's he say to like, I know the doctor kind of goes back to him and says like, or to start wars. But he says like, it's something like end wars. And he goes, or start wars. Or start, like yeah. knowing that humans and, are going to get this power and obviously going to use it for the wrong reasons, of course. And he kind of, and they, when he says that, it kind of, the camera kind of goes to the Jefferson guy and he has a look on his face like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. we're, we're gonna, we're gonna start a war. <laughs> yeah, um, but the, and then continuing with that scene, when he this is like earlier when he's figuring everything out, and he's like, you know, why why would you come all the way here? And he doesn't even give a t- him or anybody a chance to respond. He goes, I'll tell you why, <laughs> because it was there. And you're like, that is such yep. a, a human thing to do is like say like way out in the outer reaches of space there's something out there let's go check it out is that when he even gives zach a hug he goes can i give you a hug hug. it's beautiful (laughs) he just gives him a hug right and he's looking at that as like this is why humans are great i'm looking at that as like this is why humans are are yeah great i can see that but stupid because all these people are going to die but but isn't that i mean that's the enticement of the devil right that is the like the the sin of chasing this power that ultimately you're getting power. It's like the one ring in Lord of the Rings. Like you're gonna get the ring, it's gonna corrupt you, and you're gonna become exactly what you don't want to be. Like that's yep. that's what this story is. It's kind of like the timeless story, but presented obviously in the in the Doctor Who fashion. It's great. It's all about um, power. What else? What else here in, in this? I mean, you know, the I, I the scene of them going down to the trapdoor, I think is cool. Like that kind of that really gave me the alien vibes. Gave me just kind of that feeling of of the you know, going to the trapdoor is like that alien vibe that you kind of get. Um, even like that's even like an event horizon type scene. You can see it almost even reminded me of like what was that movie, The Abyss? Remember that? I mean that's uh, underwater, yeah, but yeah, kind of yeah. just with the yeah. the lights and everything. Um yeah. and uh then of course they find a and this is what made me think of rather than the TARDIS being sick, that it is really because it's so old is now they find remnants of the civilization that is old, old, old. And I think the, the doctor even says, doesn't he say at one point, um, who, who's archeologist? Was it, uh, was it Toby was the archeologist? I think. Yeah. He says, yeah. you know, oh, Toby, you're going to love this, you know, down here when you see this and we see these giant, just like monuments uh, or statues kind of down there. Um, so I think this definitely predates the TARDIS predates everything. And that's mm. why the TARDIS wasn't able to um, to do it. Um, what do you think of, though, when the Ood finally, I don't want to say reveal themselves, but they become corrupted they, by they the beast, become the legion yeah. of the beast? Um, <clears throat> I thought it was cool because, like, they, they all in unison, like, well, the guy uh, asks Rose, like, you know, what, what did you hear on your communicator? And she's like, he is risen. And then as soon as she says that, all the Oods say, like, and you will worship him. And then you like the doctor just like goes into doctor mode. I don't know if like his his attitude like completely changes. Oh, when he starts talking part. to him. And then he says the same thing. And he's like, he's like, uh, he is risen or something like that. And then they say, and you will worship him. And he just like <laughs> he picks up on stuff so quickly. And I get, I mean, he's he's been around, so I get it. But I don't know. I love seeing him just like go into action like when he knows like something needs to be 
saved or helped. Like he doesn't hesitate. He jumps right in. And they uh yeah, like the, the Ood kind of all are they're not possessed at this point because um Toby still Toby is right now. And uh, that scene when when Rose says to him, like, oh Toby, you got a lot to look forward to or something down there. He wakes up from like he's kind of curled up in a corner and doesn't really respond to Rose saying that. Mm-hmm. Dude, that I I don't know, man. I love like horror movie, like possess possession possession horror movies when like the voice changes and like the devil like is coming through like those people. That scene was so awesome to me <laughs> when, when he when he is like possessed and talking yeah. and talking about Jefferson and does your wife know and all this stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, this is great. <laughs> I love this. And then uh but then like the the devil leaves him and then goes into all the ood and then they kind of take over from there. It's creepy, man. This I actually watched this episode the first time I watched it with my daughter who is eleven. Ooh, really? This episode freaked her out a little bit. Like she was like, she just kept saying, like, Dad, this episode's scary. I mean, she was yeah. you know, kind of smiling about it. I mean, not really totally scared, but especially when the ood at the end got the red eyes, like that really freaked her out. Like she was just like, yeah. Oh, well, like these things are creepy. And then yeah, when they're all staring and looking at and, and you know, the one death that the ood caused, it's just like some random security guy that like, he kind of throws the ball at the guy's head, it just kind of like zaps him. <laughs> 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 just gonna like bonks him in the head it's just hilarious <laughs> but hey they got, um, they got some uh some moves these dude yeah and did you notice like But what why do you, doesn't Jefferson shoot them? He, they I don't know. I thought the same up. thing. Yeah. They, they keep backing up and backing up and backing up. Just just unload, bro. I mean, especially he seems like this military guy. Just do it, man. Just go for All right. Well, um, I don't you know, I don't know really to, the, being that this is kind of the two-parter. I mean, I don't know where what happens next. I mean, oh, I I foresee obviously the beast rising here at the end. And then, well, the door opened up and like, you know, like it all says, the letters were on that door. The mysterious letters were on the big yep. door. And um, yeah, it's just and the, the last scene is just like almost like the, the view from the beast, like the camera angle is the view of the beast just cut, like yep. right on trap door. And the two of them are just standing there, like watching whatever he says. The pit is open and I am free. He yells and then you hear the laughter and then. And every like, no matter how great the endings are, they're better because you get that sound going into like yeah. credits. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I and I made it like maybe ten seconds in because in the HBO, this is on HBO Max now. Like, and that uh, in in the versions that they show on HBO Max, they show even in the you know because this is a two parter, they show scenes for the next episode. And I watched like 10 seconds of it. I'm like, I don't want to watch this. Yeah. And I don't no. think, and remember that was a thing. Totally. A thing where they didn't do that for a while. Yep. So 
I don't know why they're doing what it. What was here. was it the was it the first episode, right? Didn't they do or the the first two parter with um first two parter with the, the aliens um, came to uh who who are the, the guys what? that farted no, all what? the time? What were they called? It was that one. Uh, the Slothine. The Slothine. It was the Slothine episodes, and they kind of spoiled that everybody kind of like survived like the second half or something yeah. like that. And so yeah, from yeah. now on, it just says to be continued. Like at least that's what the show itself did. But when you watch it on these streaming services, I mean, they just kind of spoil it. That's kind of the nature of where we are now, where they're trying to skip the credits and things like that. They're trying to get you into that stuff as quick as possible. But right, right. Um, all right. <coughs> Rex Corporatorifus. But what do you got you for? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you uh, have for, for uh, notes? Yeah, for notes. Got to be some all good right. ones on this. I've, uh, I haven't looked at these at all either. So. I love hearing these. Let's see. We only got a few. Believe it or not, there's not a ton on this episode. I think in the next okay. one, there'll probably be a lot. So executive producer and chief writer, Russell T. Davies, said that an early draft of the script called for the role of the Ood to be filled by Rex Gacorophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophophoph
five times fast. Sanctuary uh, basic spacesuits. <laughs> which be, uh, become a regular fixture in the revived era of Doctor Who, having been worn by the 10th, 11th, and 12th Doctors on a number of occasions. All right. So we'll have to be... got to count those. Cautious of those. All right. And uh, finally, the Ood, while possessed by the beast, say, I shall become manifest. You know who else said that? Mm-hmm. Wasn't that long ago. As in the last episode, The Wire. Oh. The Wire also says, Is that, is that the in. new. Like, so is The Wire person? the Ood? Because we don't get. Ooh. We don't get to see what The Wire is. But you know, like, is, is that the new, is the manifest, like the new. What was the first season? It was all about the Bad Wolf, right? Oh, is the manifest call. the season two it's, bad wolf? Ooh, there you go. Mm. All right. And and if you think so, so what does so? All right. Wow, man. All right. Now I'm thinking a lot of this season is things wanting to kind of morph into something else. Yeah. Like the wolf, the, the, the werewolf. Um, yeah. The wire. The well, not not necessarily the Ood, but the devil himself. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, wanting I mean, to manifest. It would season. almost make sense because the Doctor himself morphed into something new in the very beginning of this, right? Yeah, yeah, so that's how it started. Running well, it theme like, through the season. Yeah, all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're digging uh, deep here on the TARDIS, man. I know, I know. And we've been told we are so far off on some of this stuff, but yep. it's still fun. To do. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, and then 6.32 million people in the UK, which is kind of holding steady. So um, nothing I, really else so far in this. I one. love yeah. this. Uh, I'm on the Phantom website right now, and they have the cover art for the Series 2 Volume 4 cover. Imagine just walking through the store and not and knowing anything that. about Doctor Who, and there's just an ood on the cover. <laughs> Ood with the orb. Yeah, totally just like, scare little yeah. kids. Like they probably had to like turn all the all the DVDs like backwards. Oh, I love it. I love it. I but man, like yeah, I cannot wait to to watch uh part two of this. I want to see how this sense. And then talking to my uh Doctor Who people, who like I say are my uh brother in law and sister in law, uh-huh. and they say that this gets very dark. In, Ooh, in part okay. Two. Yeah. Oh well the next episode's called The Beast. Um, should I read the very brief synopsis for it? Yeah, go for it. <clears throat> the 10th Doctor faces off against an enemy that defies all his beliefs while Rose and what's left of the Sanctuary Base 6 crew are trying to escape from the Beast Legion of Possessed Ood. Can the Doctor stop an impossible enemy from escaping its prison and save the universe? Tune in I, next week. If the Doctor can stop the devil, what can he do? I... <laughs> he he is he would be god would he not oh man would he yes <laughs> he would be a god he's a time lord he's a lord he, he's a lord he's time. ascending to god if he can defeat the devil somehow. but does he actually defeat him or does he just put him back down and put him his back hole? in his hole we'll, we'll have to i think he puts out. him back in his hole or what's going on with the black hole because that's the other thing is like yeah, we forget they're going towards this black hole and rose one times mentions to him about in this episode, she says something about aren't black holes like pathways to other, what did she say, universes or galaxies or something? Yeah, said, yeah, yeah. Usually, he said, but this one just wants to feed. Mm. 
So yeah. does the beast end up just in that hole and it just eats him? Oh, oh. that because why else would the black hole be there? The black hole has to serve other some other it's purpose. It's going to eat the beast. Yep. Beast is gone. Just, yeah. And because they show that one like light going into the black hole. Which is kind of like a poignant moment where you just pretty much see like an entire race, a entire civilization being wiped clean, like gone. And uh, the doctor like wants, not morbidly, he's just like, oh, can you just leave that open for a little bit while, like a little bit longer? <laughs> it's almost like he's like paying homage to them. Like he wants to just, yeah. but um, so many good moments in this episode, man. I loved it. Yep. I, I just I had a feeling the second one's going to even uh, give us some more. As well. I, yeah, my my usual, uh, you know, how I usually do things is after we record, like the next day, tomorrow, I catch the next episode for the first time because I, I want to see what happens in, in no matter what episode we're watching, mm-hmm. but specifically for this one. So I cannot wait for tomorrow to get here so I can watch this. So we can watch it. I know. All right. Well, let's wrap it up there, Chris. Remember, guys, give us your feedback. We love hearing from you. The Tardy Tardis Podcast at gmail.com. You can find that link down in the show notes. And whatever service you're listening to the show on, leave us a review. Leave us a, if you can't even a written review, I know like iTunes allows for that. Leave us just a nice review over there. We love reading that stuff. And of course, help spread the word about the podcast. The more people that can hear us, the, just keeps us going and just helps obviously build. A nice little community here around the Tardy Tardis. We would mm-hmm. love to uh, just have as many people listen. We actually found what some random Reddit page this week, Chris, of people that just somebody mentioned on the Doctor Who Reddit page, like, "Hey, does anybody know any podcasts?" Twice yeah. the Tardis was yeah. mentioned yeah. randomly out of nowhere. So thank you uh, to whoever you you folks are that did that. We appreciate that. And um, again, if this is your first time listening to the show, go back. We have a whole you know, catalog now of episodes going through season one and now up to this point in season two. And we plan to just keep marching forward here through this. And at some point we're going to go back to even some old who too, but we got a ways I think before we're going to get there for sure. How many we got in this episode or this uh, season? 13? I think, yeah. 13. Yep. (coughs) Something like that. Okay. Mm -hmm. 14, including the Christmas one. Christmas episode. That's right. Yes. So, all right, All right. Well, everybody, thank you here for tuning into this episode. We appreciate it. And until next time, don't uh, don't let your TARDIS fall down a pit. <laughs> Keep your noodles in your face. <laughs>